Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master David, and with me as always is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. Well, bud, we're back. Back in the fog. Yes, yes, the fog of terrible weather. Was that, was it just called the fog that the uh, Mark Wahlberg movie? M. Night. Yeah, I think so. Shama, you know, that guy. Shamalan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was the fog, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, God. Is that what we're doing now? It's all just the fog? Yeah, I'm going to be honest. It really didn't affect me that much today. It has been lately, but today, maybe I'm just so numb to feeling like crap. (laughs) It's just like, eh, it's just another day. Have you become so numb? I have. I really have. Getting down to my last resort. You can feel them there. Yeah. Yeah. So much more aware. Yeah. Well, well yeah. see you guys. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. So we are, yeah, still dealing with that uh, fire thing down from Canada. Yeah, it's like a what was a hundred? It got up to one hundred seventy-five today on the index. Is yeah. terrible air quality. Very bad. Very foggy morning. It sure, it sure was. Uh, <clears throat> I haven't really, I, I, I've been fine, but I have yeah, heard a lot was, of people complain. Well, when it was, uh, honestly, I think this was more uh, the onset of my bronchitis that caused me to be affected by it so much. But when this first started, it was it was killer. Yeah. But it's it's gotten better for me. I know a lot of people are still suffering for it. So sorry to you guys. Hopefully tomorrow's better as we move slowly into the 4th of July weekend. Yep. Yeah, we are getting close to that. Um, <clears throat> man, time just, it flies, doesn't it? Flies it when does. you're having fun. I don't know about fun, but it's been a very quick year. <laughs> sure <laughs> has. Year. It feels like a very uh, low accomplishment kind of year, even though I, I suppose a lot's happened this year, but <laughs> just doesn't doesn't seem like a lot to me right now. Well, you know, sometimes you got to stop and smell the roses a little bit. Yeah, and I've been kind of lacking in that lately. A little bit too much work, a little bit too much uh, projects and everything. So keep saying one of these days I'm going to finally take a break. Although I get four days off for the 4th of July, so I'm going to not spend them all getting chores done. I'm actually going to rest a little. So looking forward to that. Lazy. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to rest. I am. (laughs) Self-care. Oh my goodness! Go see a therapist. No, that's actually pretty good for most people. So, what therapy or self care? Neither. <laughs> Neither. Internalizing it. Internalizing it until it just blows up in your face. Well, God knows that's our family's way. Wow. And all of our all the men in our family seem really happy. So yeah, we're very very happy men. Oh boy. Well, um, we are getting into the finale of The Mandalorian today. We are. The shortest finale, I think, of the three. Yeah, I really don't remember. It was fairly short. I think just over 40 minutes in, like, total with, yeah, you know, credits with and all, all the other crap out of the way. Right. Long uh, end credits. I was expecting a scene or something at the end. It was, like, over seven minutes or something. So actually one of the complaints about the episode that I saw from a lot of people were, was that there was no in credit, but I want to talk about it, that, that at the end. 
yeah. so that we actually talk about what people were thinking they wanted. But, um, but yeah, so episode eight, chapter 24, The Return. Yeah. That's what Out we're of the Jedi. with. Not the Jedi. Not this time. <laughs> sort of, but not, not quite. Mm. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. So, uh, yeah. How's your week been? Actually, really good. We kind of talked about a bunch of negative stuff last week. I don't know how your week's going yet, but uh, a lot of my stuff got resolved. Got my raisin promotions, so I'm pretty happy. You got there. some raisins? I got some raisins. <laughs> raisins and income. <laughs> so, yeah, Just a whole bunch of California raisins. <laughs> but yeah, it was great. I, I went in Monday, had lunch. My uh, supervisor said, like, hey, come see me right after lunch. Like, Right after lunch, like skip skip a bit of your lunch. Just hands me a paper. It's like, oh god, what do I need to sign? Like, oh yeah, here's your raise. Told you I'd take it. Good start to the week. Um, a bit revitalized because of that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, getting into the holidays, that's pretty exciting. Uh, maybe I'll just finally use that to get rid of the old uh, Civic that's getting ready to die. You probably should. I probably should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I definitely probably should. Yeah. But I could see if it'll last for 200,000 miles. Well, I mean, it might, but you're going to be cussing it every week. Yeah. No, it, it was really bad. It's still got the overheat issue, but it's really sporadic. And, like, every shop I take to, it's like, yeah, didn't happen to me. It's like, yeah, I know. It's great. Could you please diagnose it longer? I will pay for it. But um, I got backed up on the highway. Uh, yesterday morning and usually driving normally it's not a problem but the construction around uh, my work has been crazy lately roads have been blocked off so I'm just sitting there for like 20 minutes waiting in line it's like I'm gonna have to shut my car off yeah on the highway and I am not at that point in my, and I'm not making fun of anyone else who has to go through that it sucks trust me I'm there but like I am just being a cheap ass at this point <laughs> like yeah. There's no excuse. Just need to deal with it. Need to replace it. <laughs> well, you know, there were other cars that did technically shut down as well with you because all the new cars do that crap nowadays. Yeah, which I never personally saw the value in that. Yes, it's better for the environment, but like, I'm sorry. How many of those cars have starter issues because they're constantly being used so many times? They only have so many cycles in their lifespan, and it's not great on the engine to just constantly start it back up. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of things that aren't good for the environment. Yeah. Uh, You know, we could probably spend a long time talking about that, but... I could could spend a long time explaining how uh, my industry actually just demolishes any work anyone does at trying to help the environment. Like, we just... Yeah. it, It doesn't... I hate to sound so pessimistic, but like it doesn't really matter all that much what all of us do to try and better the environment because there's always going to be someone else who just doesn't care. Well, and there are a lot of countries, you know, developing countries who are becoming more industrialized and so forth, and it they're not doing it in a clean and efficient way. I mean, yeah, not to lose the one all electric person, but like what do you think powers the electricity that you're siphoning off when you go and charge that thing at the Kroger? Probably coal. 
Well, we don't really, uh, you know, not I can talk a lot about where I work, but we don't really consider the uh, energy cost for the Internet. I mean, yep. data centers are a ridiculous, ridiculous tax on our environment. Uh, we have 20 diesel engines that would barely fit in the size of your house that are running yep. every day, every day. So, yep. I mean, we... And they're all across the country. It's not like we have a few. There's hundreds and hundreds of them. So it's it's a big issue. It really is. Yeah, it, there, there's no no perfect solution. But yeah. but in the short term, yeah, you should get yourself a different car. I should. <laughs> yeah, I should. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I've got next week off. <clears throat> I'm going to use some time to get some projects done. And um, obviously, we were both sort of chatting a little bit ago about uh you know the possibility of seeing some fireworks and stuff maybe depending on what y'all are doing yeah, but uh well, i i had forgotten so you remember we had talked about uh that cabin yeah last mm-hmm. year yeah i had totally forgotten that we had booked that for fourth of july so we're going to see that well but, see uh, no i thought that was the whole thing last week is that you didn't get it or something well, like that. so so we didn't end up paying for it because it was going to be like fifteen hundred dollars but um, other people in the family that don't mind spending a bunch of money did, and they're a guest pass system. So we get oh, actually interested. Still go to it. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, so we're still going to go to that. You know, if you want to do that instead, of course. Always welcome. Wow. I'm going I'm to call you out like you did to me last week. Yeah. I never call <laughs> anyone out in my life. Sure you do. <laughs> but yeah, I think we're going <clears> to <throat> maybe go down and look at some vehicles for for ashley she was you know she kind of needs a new car herself so yeah Yeah, i'm definitely at that point where i'm looking i just don't want to you know with with doing the home loan and everything i really Mm -hmm. don't want to mess with that at all for right now um we're considering looking at very low-end newer cars instead just to not deal with the headache anymore i'm not sure if i'm really into that yet i put a lot of miles on my car every day so I hate the idea of just destroying something every day. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's that's the kind of thing where you, you do need a good, reliable car, but then you need, like, a reliable driver, too. Yeah. You know, that there's always a trade-off, but usually in that range of, like, <clears throat> you know, six, seven-year-old vehicle, you can usually yeah. find some really good stuff in there. It just depends on the price, but anyway. Which, thank goodness, is going down. Yeah, in some cases, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, starting to find some like uh, uh, eight or nine year old vehicles around my area with less than a hundred thousand for like six grand. It's like my God, people have sanity again. Things actually <laughs> make sense. It's well, great. you're gonna have to point these out because I might just get one of those. <laughs> well, it's uh, I don't know if you're a fan mm. of Mazda or not, but it's uh, oh. in the bowling alley in no. my town. It's just like a little. Uh, <laughs> Mazda 3, I think. So, very small, pretty similar to the Civic, not a Correct, great yeah. upgrade, but it's also a 2013 versus a 2001. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. With 100,000 less miles. I don't know, is Mazda even in business anymore? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're not very popular anymore, I know. I mean, they've kind of yeah. fallen off. Well, those Maz- those Mazda 3s were were popular. Yeah. They were. Yeah. Nothing great to talk. I I prefer like finding a camry or something that's more absolutely 
car that I'd yep. like, which coincidentally, I think there's one uh, right down the road from me, but it's pretty new, so we'll see. I'm going to go look at that tomorrow. And if I don't get it, I'll force our dad to get it because he needs an upgrade as well. Good deal. Absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, short of uh, short of the bourbon bourbon of the week thing, are we, <laughs> are we moving on? Yeah. Oh, and uh, now just for the tens of people who are going to be excited about from this podcast, we do have some uh, solid candidates for uh, some guest hosts, potentially another third host. So we're going to have a a bigger podcast out of this. I think it's going to be pretty exciting. You know, I think between you and I, we probably have seven, eight people that might hop on. So it's going to be for a lot Star more Wars. Fun. No, no, for <laughs> Bourbon. <laughs> the the un, the unnamed, unchanneled, uh, undesigned, unthought of, but possibly some other people joining. <laughs> you know, it's going to happen by maybe the end of the year. You never know. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. You just have Party to wait time. and find out. Sick. You know, we're going to probably go at the pace of uh, Vector Prime. I think we're going to go at the pace of Vector Prime with getting it set up chapter by chapter. Yeah. Week by week. We'll get that set up. But in the meantime. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, buy like two pieces of lumber for our bar every week and let you guys know how that's I, going. I've got, I've got material for mine. Yeah. That's, what, that's one thing I'm going to be working on next week. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I need space. I have the disposable income for the bar material. I just don't have a place for the bar right now. So, oh, you've yeah. got room. If you want I do. it, you well, can. okay. So I I do have a spot in mind. It's just moving clutter. You know, you really don't realize how much crap you have that you don't need until you move. You always think you're minimalistic until you start packaging it all up and then f- trying to find a place for it. Yep. And I'm not into spending thousands of dollars into storage and col- closet organizers, cabinets, and new furniture for that stuff. I just want to get rid of it. So once that's done. Then yes, bar time. I'm telling you, just clear all that all that stuff out by the door. Just set it up there. Yeah. Uh, you always say like, oh, I'm good. Man, I'm gonna sell this stuff on eBay or something. You know, we'll make a little money off. You never do. <laughs> nope, you never do. No. Never do. <clears throat> and the opportunity cost, the time it takes to actually do it, it's really just not worth it unless you've got some really rare stuff. Oh, hundred so. percent. Yeah. Best just take it to donation. Very true. Well, there'll be more on that eventually, but for now, we've got the finale of Mandalorian. The return. Not of the Jedi, but the return. So, we kind of start where we left off. We've got old Axe, Axe Wolf, just flying through space, which is one thing I... first time seeing a Mandalorian flying through space? Yeah, and and this, this, I think, was actually something I was... um, I brought up in the very beginning. It's like, there is something that I want to talk about when we get to it. This is it. This just seems so ridiculous to me. Which part, the fact that uh, most of his fabric clothes wouldn't protect him from the cold of space or the, the helmets that don't actually seal around the neck tight enough. They would have to like crush your neck. Yep. To actually seal tight enough to protect you from that. Yep. Or just,
maybe it's just a visual of it, but uh, the speed he's going <laughs> would kind of burn you up. <laughs> hey, I just don't. I don't get it. Yeah, it's no, pretty bad. I'm, I'm with, but that, that, that is legitimately what I was talking about. Um, <clears throat> when I don't remember why, just something about armor, and it just seems so ridiculous that that uh, <laughs> he's just flying through space but he did and he survived and it's star wars it's not like they've ever said that space is cold in star wars maybe space is warm in star wars yeah it's tropical it's like a nice warm hug so we do have a lot of fighting here obviously the uh bose group is trying to escape uh axe is going up to the ship and then mando is trying to escape and uh I mean, he he basically did get cooked, which was another thing. And yes. He straight up yes. cooked. Uh, multiple times in this episode, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I I, I mean, th- this is like the best space age uh, cloth we've ever seen before. It is, and it kind of a. Uh... The stuff kind of breaks down when you're fighting someone who has the exact same armor. It's like, oh, it doesn't do it to me, but it does it to you. Yeah. I'm guessing that the Imperial Remnant would have better cloth than Mando. So, like, why does he get burned, but not Mando? That being said, the suspension of disbelief here, if you ignore that, this is actually a pretty cool choreographed fight, and it is... uh, pretty similar to our fight on i've showed looked up the name of the episode but our uh, space prison oh a little breakout scene where he's fighting yeah. the uh the droids yeah the first time we saw That's, bill burr yeah mm-hmm. yes yeah, so I, I did appreciate it. it was very similar to that as well done and it's good to finally see some uh mando action yeah, absolutely. Um, he he does kind of get a little overwhelmed, but then uh, little little Grogu comes comes through with his mech suit <clears throat> and helps. Yeah, no, I helped. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! He so gives him a little back to spray. It's like I'm gonna spray you in the face for being choked. The back to helps with being choked. Yes, back to does everything. Yeah, the the basically the magic cure all of the galaxy. Yeah. <clears throat> I just love Mando's like, stop, stop, sp- stop spraying me. Stop it. Stop it now. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, it was it was funny. Grogu's suit is like the the absolute worst. Absolute worst suit in defense. Like he is eye level with a blaster. True. With a standard height person. And he is just completely exposed. It's not good. It really isn't. I was legitimately nervous for him this entire episode. Which yep. it was cool. It was kind of nice to have that suspense. Yeah, it was. Um, we also get our droid buddy. What was it? it was, this was R5, yeah, correct? R5. Yeah, so yep. R... Go ahead. Yep. No, no, I was just agreeing with you. Oh, okay. R5. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and then we get the, the standoff with R5 and mouse droids. They sure do love those That's little hilarious. mouse droids, I love don't that. they? It's like, it's like five of them show up. One falls when R5 jets away. It's awesome. Yep. 
but I mean, it's, it's cool to get R five back in here. You know, he gets the schematics for the building, um, off of a panel. Uh, we do have a lot of change in, in perspective here, but, um, you know, we, we do get a little bit of that, that sort of uh, covert aspect. Um, and then right back into just disbelief as Wolf just, you know, flies through space into the cruiser. <laughs> what? Yeah. A- and then proceeds to have everyone else fly through space to their little ships. It's great. Yeah, there's there is a lot of space flying. Um, we do basically break up the fleet. I think it would have been cool. Yeah, I think this scene would have been a little cooler if this action severely injured Wolf, like he's got frostbite or something, and he's basically on the verge of dying, and he sacrificed himself to warn the fleet. Yeah, it's yeah. I want to talk. Yeah, I want to talk about that a little bit too. But just just for the narrative, I mean, everybody does get on their respective ships. They're going down as the Tie Fighters are coming up. I did like this view. As all the the Mandalorian oh, ships are going Very into the clouds, crazy. then you yeah you wait a second or two and then up come the ties. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Now, j- I guess just sticking with Wolf's um, narrative here, he, he's he's basically he's trying to fight off the ties. One person left in the ship, and he's basically crashing the ship. He's he's doing like a kamikaze run. I'm not gonna lie. <clears throat> I, I one I don't think Wolf is is like that big of a character that you can't have a meaningful sacrifice. I don't really understood how I don't really understand how he survived or why he survived any of this. Yeah, uh, kind of ruins it a little bit. Honestly. A little bit, more than a little bit, really. For being honest, like. Uh, I don't know where you're going to go from here with the character. I mean, yeah. Yes, he's had his redemption arc. Yes, he's uh, potentially going to be a changed character. But, you know, sometimes redemption arcs require uh, ultimate sacrifice. And I think this was one of them. Well, we well we had the sacrifice of, of Paz Vizsla in the last episode, which was great, really well done, yeah. impactful. Yeah. But we we have to for some reason keep Wolf, and it's like the 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 thing is is like I have no problem with the character, but it would have meant a lot I think if you know he would have sacrificed you know as well, just wasn't the key or wasn't yeah, what they wanted to do. You know the interesting thing about bringing that up is I think if the roles were reversed and Wolf was the one that died to the Praetorian guards and Paz was the one that somehow survived. I think I would have been more okay with it. Yeah, I, I think we spent more time with Paz, though. We had more, you know, back and forth with Mando about it. Yeah. It just, yeah. I just feel like Paz is one of those very uh, bulletproof characters. Sure. It, which also, it did help with the shock value of the episode, and I would yeah. not take that away for anything. But I think if anyone was going to survive that, Paz would be the one, like even above Mando. Yeah. And I, th- I just think that Wolf sacrificing himself, maybe taking out like one Praetorian guard because he's a little better combatant and then ultimately maybe. succumbing to it. I think that might have been a little bit of better flip for that script. I don't know. Yeah, po- possibly. Possibly. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about that, I suppose. But uh, we, we do get 
basically a ripoff of episode one. Oh, it's a callback. I love it. It's awesome. Yeah, it no, it was it was really cool. We do have these, you know, uh sectioned off uh shields and we're lowering each one one by one to uh take out these guards. Um and at this point I, I think Mando didn't have well, he doesn't have a weapon, so he's just basically no he's yeah. taking weapons from his combatants and using them against him. Um, you know, the first, yeah. the first go round shield and a shock baton, right? You know. The first one, he gets that knife and he throws it in one of the guy's necks and he, he's reaching out as the guy's falling down and he's like, ah, oh, crap. Now I need a new weapon, you know, type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty funny. There was also kind of like a part where he does sort of like a flying knee and he knocks the guy into the shield and then comes back with like a clothesline. Um, it was, yeah, it, th- this sequence was was actually in my opinion like really cool i i thought the whole thing was was. uh was really nicely choreographed and and it was smart too because even when you were talking about when you got the shield and the stun baton there was a part where he's going up against two troopers but he goes for their legs and their feet with the stun baton as opposed to trying to work around the shield so like it was Mm -hmm. it really well thought out i thought so it was it was kind of cool it was and uh you know it's interesting how even though mando's kind of set up realistically any mandalorian set up to deal with uh large quantities of combatants at once it's always when we just have him dealing with one or two people and struggling and struggling and struggling that's just the best fight scenes he's one of the characters that isn't made to be so op i mean he he's a great warrior but you know ultimately you're going to put him up against multiple uh, stormtroopers who are trained with Beskar armor. He shouldn't be able to just take them out instantly. He's not a Jedi. He doesn't have that kind of training. And to watch him struggle and overcome just kind of makes me enjoy his fight scenes more than the majority of other combatants in Star Wars. I, I really do appreciate these scenes quite a bit. Yeah, nope. Agreed. Um, we get a little bit of combat with R5, too. R5 gets to shock a yeah. mouse droid, so that was fun. Love it. It gets swarmed by, like, five of them. <clears throat> yeah, yeah with, their awesome. little, with their little lights. It's like, what What are exactly are yeah. they supposed to do? They just run into them? <laughs> I thought that was funny, but... Yeah, just alert stormtroopers in the area, I suppose. I guess so. But R five like R two has his uh, has his little jetpacks there, so he can he can get out of the way. Um, <laughs> you know, just a word on Grogu. Definitely going to be a complete psychopath. He just walks through all these dead bodies like like they're <laughs> nothing. You know, it's like wow, Dad, you really killed everybody, didn't you? Go, <laughs> nice job. <laughs> well, I mean. Geez, like every Padawan is kind of a slight psychopath in the same regard. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you have like 12-year-old children just dealing with uh, mass casualties of war. <laughs> Absolutely. But the one thing that does scare Grogu is an entire room of Moff Gideon clones. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's pretty valid. Probably not as bad as the Death Troopers, but pretty valid. Yeah, I mean, the the horror scene aspect of it was cool. We even had sort of the jump scare, which is odd. 
Like, I'm not quite sure why there would be a jump scare there, but, you know, okay, we got one. <laughs> yeah, not very Star Wars-y, but I did like it. Um, kind of falls flat, though, with the clone uh, arc. It it doesn't really go very far. We get a nope. little revelation of what's going on, but... Yeah, and then Mando just blows very, him up. Uh, yeah, which, honestly... Smartest thing he could have done. Uh, the only option, really. <laughs> oh, 100%. otherwise, it's like, oh my god, are we gonna have the scene where he's fighting ten underpowered Moff Gideons at once or some stupid crap? I'm not like, gonna what lie, we that would be uh, just a bunch of naked Gideons. They're all naked. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, mm. very interesting. Maybe they're like messed up in some way, like they can only say one word and they just keep. <laughs> over and over again as they swarm him or some crap Uh, okay well moving on a little bit we do find um an area of mandalore that's actually green our uh survivors that were still on the planet uh went ahead and you know they were kind of transplanting basically just being little little botanists down in this cave their little hideout cave which was kind of cool so, again, just showing that Mandalore does have life left in it. And, uh, obviously, that's that's pretty darn sick. Yeah. And if I were Bo at this point, I'd be like, okay, well, you guys aren't allowed to fight anymore. We clearly need you. We are not risking you for a stupid battle. <laughs> yeah, like absolutely. Tend the gardens. <laughs> no doubt. Tend the gardens. Um. But then we get our battle. Uh, we do see the the armor back, and we're all you know skydiving down. And uh, Bo, uh, you know, has a dark saber, and you know, she's like, eh, "Charge!" I'm not gonna lie; it was the inner child in me, but I absolutely loved this scene. It was uh, yeah, probably one of the coolest moments in Star Wars for me. It was you and know, it does it's actually fun. get me slightly more intrigued to dive into the Mandalorian lore. Yeah. Never had any interest really, but uh it's starting to grow on me. Yeah, I mean it it is it is really fun. It's um you know, two armies basically coming together. And while, you know, the Mandalorians, I don't really know if we would call the Mandalorians like uh under a bit overmatched or or uh not having enough people. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's cool to see them coming down here and, and you know, not, not yeah, making pretty short work of, of these troopers that they had trouble with previously, Yeah, you know? Yeah, the armor is definitely becoming one of my favorite combatants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, the blunt, the blunt weapons are kind of cool here and there. Maybe, you know, in terms of realism, okay, sometimes, you know, but still it's it's neat sure, um it's not realistically going to do anything against best car armor but yeah <laughs> yeah suspension of disbelief but um while the, the scene did seem like something you would see from a clone wars more than a live action yeah yeah no so i i, I agree really with you yeah i think it was uh it was very uh gutsy of them to go all out like that and i think it paid off oh it absolutely did um, while the battle is raging on the sky or in the sky, 
we have a battle going on on the ground between Mando and Moff Gideon. Um, obviously, Mando defeated Moff Gideon, but at this point, Gideon has a super-powered suit. Obviously, bio, you know, a little bit more engineering here, enhanced strength and so forth, and Mando's not really having a <clears throat> uh, an easy time. But, of course, it has to get worse by incorporating our uh our praetorian guards too because we have yeah. to have that villain exposition and, uh, get, dump. yeah yeah and uh before we get too far ahead obviously it's not a huge plot point but we kind of get into the cloning aspect and gideon's plans so it's kind of something we already knew but uh gideon's ultimate goal was to clone himself uh with the ability to use the force Yes. Which is why he was so obsessed with Grogu. Yeah, and I mean, that obviously that does make sense. It's an interesting end game. I don't know how well that would work, but okay. Into, yeah, it doesn't tie into the, uh, the sequel trilogy as much as we initially thought in season two, which I'm right. perfectly fine with, honestly. Yep. I, I'm good with this just being self-contained and Gideon being a... Uh, self-loving psychopath who wants to turn himself into an army. Well, I mean, he, he is, he is the, you know, the, the quintessential just empire archetype. They are out for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as, as Mando's getting attacked here, you know, Grogu in his IG suit, he's uh no, no, no. He's yes, a brave Mando's little, like, no, 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 go get away, get away. <laughs> He's a brave little guy. And, you know, just some, some of the, the animatronics of this suit, you know, just the way the arms are kind of moving, almost like a scared child, you know? Because yeah. Grogu doesn't understand how to work this suit at all. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess if he did, he probably might have stood a little bit, di- like a different chance, perhaps. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think the potential of that suit would never uh, stand up three to three Praetorian guards. But no, uh, yeah, he could have definitely had a little more training. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, these these assassin droids, I mean, these IG units are, you know, have always been pretty renowned for, you know, the programming and their ability and so forth. So the, the deal is, is like, you know, with a full on programmed IG unit, uh, that's pretty dangerous. You know, that's a killer. But, you know, again, yeah, realistically, this is uh, a Jedi or Mandalorian is Jedi or Mandalorian is going to struggle against an IG. But uh, the the point of the IG being so difficult to take down is its speed processing power. And when you take that away and put it in the hands of a small child, it becomes pretty laughable at best. Well, Which I think was the whole point of it. Right. Honestly. And I mean, we, we also get this somewhat laughable scene where Grogu's up on the lights and just scampering along on the lights as he's getting slashed he's babbling at. Babbling. <laughs> hey, did you notice in this, uh, in this episode, the running animations were almost deliberately more goofy for Grogu? <laughs> I loved it, but it was very... Is very deliberate. Yeah, and I mean, granted, I think the um, the the robe is supposed maybe a little lo- smaller than the leg. It just, yeah, it looked like a puppet at times. 
Yeah. And oh, by the way, Mando gets cooked again and it's fine. Dude, Mando gets, he gets pretty destroyed in this particular battle, unfortunately. But he's also trying to like go get Grogu. So he's leaving himself open to attack. Um, But then to the rescue, we have Bo, who is finally going to face off against, uh, against Moff Gideon. And, you know, yeah, which I mean, it, I know. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say she didn't really get the chance to do this because her beginning was just a bargain with him, you know, to try and save Mandalore. And now she's more doing it in her way or in the Mandalorian way. The way. The, yeah. A way. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, initially run through this episode it was kind of disappointing it's like oh they're setting Bo up to be so much more powerful than Mando and he just kind of gets wrecked but at the same time I don't think Bo would have stood any better of a chance in hand-to-hand combat with Moff at this point I mean he's just there was no chance Mando was ever gonna do well in that fight well it it, and Um, it's it's the machine assistance though too it's not necessarily Moff Gideon being this master fighter but he has his own way better refined mech suit yeah well and he's always had the upper hand he's always had troops he's always had resources he's always had advanced weaponry he's never been that competent of a fighter he's just not really always had the best gear right nope agreed um so then you know we do have a little bit of a (laughs) potential bad time for grogu as he he finally is knocked down and uh, is trapped under uh you know a couple pipes but Mando, Mando kind of comes to his rescue, shoots one of the Praetorian guards, kind of gets in a little trouble, but Grogu's using the force to sort of assist him. You know, they're working together on this one, and that's that's pretty cute. Yeah, uh, question. Why does the Praetorian guard armor not consist of Beskar? Out of all your units to give that to, why would you not give that to them? They would be pretty much nigh impossible to defeat. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure. He shoots right through his chest, and it's clearly not Beskar. I mean, right. It's it's lore accurate, but it doesn't make sense in the context of the episode when we have simple stormtroopers rocking Beskar, but not your elite guard. Well, here's the thing, though. Historically. Um, you know, you look at, I don't know, just look at like medieval times, right? You had what we know about actual like armor and stuff was really pretty clunky, right? Like plate armor, yeah. it was heavy yeah, and clunky and cumbersome. And, the, you know, you're wearing chain mail under that as well because like a piercing weapon like a spear could go through a lot. Some of that plate, you know, really good sword. Yeah. But then you're so then you have chain and then, but then you risk the blows. Then you have like melee weapons, and then you're 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 get bludgeoning. You could get bludgeoned, and then you're just basically bleeding out inside of your tin can. So you also yeah. have a lot of instances of like elite warriors, not necessarily like you know, donning all of that crap because you have fighting skill. And I think that it might be a little bit of that where the Praetorian Guard is like. 
you know, the supposed to be the best of the best. So this is more like maybe I don't need yeah. all of this extra armor, even though we're not really dealing with weight here. I mean, Beskar is light. But, yeah, yeah, it, it makes sense, and yeah, it doesn't make sense. And it's, it, yeah, it kind of breaks down a bit when you're factoring in, you know, gunplay. For sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's essentially a samurai versus a cowboy at that point. Like, who's going to win? Who yeah. has more skill? Clearly, the gun is going to give you the upper hand. But, yeah, I mean, it... I can understand where you're coming from with that. And maybe that would have made them a little bit too difficult to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, I think you have but, to have an um, out with them. So yeah. Some sort of out. Yeah, I agreed. Though it was a bit inconsistent with our fight with Vizla. I mean, they, uh, they were able to pierce his armor quite easily. But seemingly the weapons we're using now don't pierce Mando's armor because one of them, like, I don't know, it's more like a shock baton. It hits his best car, it shocks him, it stuns him, but it doesn't pierce. Right. Which was kind of odd. Yeah, definitely a little odd. Um, <clears throat> we do kind of get to a little bit of the sort of climax of the battle between Bo and, um, and uh, Moff Gideon. And we actually get to the point where Bo is overwhelmed and the Darksaber is crushed. Which was, uh, you know, a little shocking that they chose to do that. Yeah, I mean, this is now canon and that's a... Well, interesting route to go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. But however you slice it... Um, we also have a giant ship just, you know, kind of flying down at everybody. That's a thing. Evacuate quickly because we have like five seconds before I ram into the base. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, it was a really cool visual though. The whole visual of the ship coming, crashing down and boy, oh boy, did he direct that thing pretty much perfectly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, and I guess we didn't really talk about it in our sort of Mandalorian, just general sky battle. We did use a lot of the, again, more of the Mandalorian weaponry. We saw like uh, Bo have the knee rockets. You know, we're using the, um, yep. you know, the the shield. There was a, even a part here where both Bo and Grogu were kind of running at Moff Gideon. She's deflecting b- blows with her shields and then... Oh, did you notice the the Grogu force slide, by the way? Doing a little Leia slide there? Yes, that was awesome. (laughs) And uh, Love that. Yeah. uh, We have this little part where uh, Grogu just throws his weapon off the platform. He's getting ready to shoot Grogu, and uh, Mando comes to save the day. It's a a great synergy between the three characters. It is uh, really awesome. It's cool, yeah. I mean, the teamwork aspect of things is really neat. And then, you know, I, I think it, it's it's a very sweet scene here, albeit violent, when we finally get the explosion because Mando and Bo are, and Grogu are right there. They're done. They're cooked. Yep. But you see both Bo and Mando attempt to protect Grogu. They're not really trying to protect themselves because, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you do, but it's like they, they're truly acting more like parents in Instinct this aspect is always to yes 
Yeah. Well, that's one interesting thing I kind of wanted to touch on. Uh, we had had moments that were pretty touching between Bo and Mando, but we never really had a romance between them. Yeah. But in this moment, it does feel like they're becoming a family unit, which was kind of cool. Um, her protective instincts towards Groku are really cool to see. Yeah, it it, it is. And, you know, I mean, it. I don't know. It, it's not... I guess it's what I would expect in a way, but at the same token, it's also... Yeah, it does feel a little bit more like like the family thing, which is which is cool. It's neat. Um, yeah. yeah, but then we find out that they didn't really need to do anything about it because Grogu created a force <laughs> bubble. Yes, yes, a force bubble. Interesting how a force bubble makes things so so much easier in a story. And it wouldn't have helped anyone in the High Republic at all. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, we both remember that, where we could not even keep together a bubble. Good job. Good even job, High it, Republic. It's amazing how a, a youngling, not even a Padawan at that point, is able to keep up a force bubble, but not a Grandmaster. Not Grandmaster, but a, a master no, I think in the Renaissance period of the Jedi era. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's it, it's annoying, but you know, it, it is proving like how powerful Grogu is within the force, and he's not passing out now either. Yeah. Like he did, like with uh with our sort of like <laughs> rhino just, uh, beast. Quick. Yeah, but he just quickly like sits down, which I thought was yeah. really cute. <laughs> yeah. He's like, ah, rest. Yeah, it was. But neat. it was interesting uh, going going into this point. I was getting a bit. I don't want to say disappointed, but all of Grogu's feats with the Force were like very effortless. He's just like throwing things around, pushing people. It's cool, but like nothing amazing happening. He's not like ripping apart the Praetorian guards to save his dad or anything. It's just you know, yep. oh, I'm kind of using the Force. But then we get this like, oh, this is the coolest thing you've done. This is awesome. Yeah, it's it is kind of one of those things where you almost want him to just like do something like really epic against somebody, you know, in a way. But yeah. it is really cool to see those displays of force. It's neat. Yeah, well he he's he's a guardian, you know. He's yeah. uh Yeah, he is. He's a defensive force user. Blue he, saber. His uh power latency is definitely always activated when he needs to protect somebody. That's yep. always when he becomes most powerful. It's never a matter of aggression, so it's very cool that they're going very uh, one-tracked with his force potential, and I think that it lends itself to the Mandalorian people pretty pretty well. Yep. He could essentially be the, the main guardian of the Mandalorians when he gets older, which is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Well, then we start to move into the into the sort of end of the end here. Um, we're in the, you know, in the mines of Mandalore, we're from the, the water and splashing on people's head. And it's like, Hey, like maybe you do yeah. Grogu. It's like, well, but like his parents are you know, probably not even here. Like, Fine. He's mine. And Mando just busts out the paperwork. He's like, well, actually I've already filed and I've adopted. <laughs> I've, I've already. Yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you the process of adopting him with the adventures we have together. My goodness. No one wanted this to happen. 
I, I want to. So, Dan, am I am I understanding this correctly? You want to adopt this child, but you keep putting him in harm's way. What's this deal about you hanging around the remnants so much? They're very yeah. dangerous people, and he's just a child, sir. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so he is going to be an apprentice. Uh, and, and there was one thing I wanted to just sort of briefly tap on. So with most of the Mandalorians, you know, like uh, the, the passable name is their last name, like we would do it, like Visla and all that. But in this case, we're calling him Din Grogu, Din Jaren, Din Grogu. So is Din the passable name for the cult? Yeah, that's the question. Is it the passable name for the cult, or are they kind of going off of uh, Din's heritage? Maybe the planet he was saved from, that's the passable name? Could be. You know what? Um, that could be right. I didn't even really think about that. I mean, because, yeah, yeah, he's not really Mandalorian, at least home-wise. But, <clears throat> yeah, I guess I didn't right. really think and about... If anyone would... Yeah. And if anyone would acknowledge that, it would be the armor. Clearly, hey, they have a pretty close bond. Yeah. Which, by the way... Do you do you kind of wonder? Because we really don't know who it is. We get the mention of uh, Din's master when he was an apprentice and he went off on his adventures. Right. I think it'd be kind of cool if it was the armor all along, and he she was uh, his master because they always have had a very close relationship, even though she's a very I don't want to say a cold person, but like very matter of fact mm. stuck in her beliefs and not willing to change but she's always favored him yeah you know what you're kind you're kind of right there it is it is does sort of feel like that in a way i yeah it kind of makes you wonder it does make you wonder a little bit yeah hopefully i would love to get a comic book series um <laughs> young kind Din. Of just a very brief maybe Maybe like a five-part series, just going through Din's childhood, his uh, his apprenticeship, and everything. I think that would be awesome. Uh, yeah, I think it actually would be kind of neat. <clears throat> but will they do it? I don't know. But what they will do is relight the forge. Yeah, the forge, but we don't make anything because that would have been too awesome. <laughs> well, we're we're wrapping. Shouldn't Grogu have gotten something for that? Like he's an apprentice. Oh, that gives him something. Nah, nah. We gotta wrap everything up. Don't get too crazy here, okay? We gotta wrap stuff up. Yeah, it's I not guess. enough time. I guess. Um. Yeah, anyway, not enough time in our forty-minute episode, even though we've had some that are almost an hour. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, past that, we do go meet back up with our pilot, our resistance pilot here in the resistance bar. And uh, well, hold on, we're not talking about uh, we're not gonna talk about the giant cruiser, we're not gonna talk about the oh, cruiser. yeah, yeah, we, we probably, yeah, no, that's that's a good um, that's a good call out, not a huge, not a huge part of the scene, but uh, it was interesting to me that the reason we kind of go down and witness a creature is because Grogu's looking into the living waters, mm-hmm. and I think it would be pretty epic if Grogu had an affinity towards beast mastery. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it. at least judging by that, and I don't know, it, it's kind of, um, 
it's kind of tough to think about really, but at the same token, or it's, it's tough to confirm, but it kind of feels like Grogu felt something down there, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. Little Grogu on a Mythosaur. I mean, come on, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. That'd be well, awesome. Yeah. Little Grogu just riding the Mythosaur around. That'd be pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> I'd get down with that. Yeah. Oh, man. Just giggling <laughs> the whole time. As it's destroying everything. Yeah, exactly. God, what a what yeah, that would be an interesting, interesting little thing to have going on there. But anyway, we do move on to again to our bar. Um Mando kind of strikes a little bit of a deal here. It's like, hey, we'll we'll kinda yeah, you know, you know, like I'll kinda look after the outer rim. You know, you you do your thing, but you know, there'll be somebody out here trying to watch as Grogu's just eating all the bar snacks. <laughs> I love how it's right after Carson's like, let me buy you a drink. And Grogu jumps up at the bar. It's like, well, I'll take his drink if he's not going to. <laughs> I'll drink. What do you have for me? I'm an apprentice now. Yeah. I'm a, I'm an apprentice. I've killed people. I've seen some shit. I've seen some things. I know what's out there. And then uh, we also do have that suit. Yeah. Well, we do have that IG, uh, you know, parts, I guess, just maybe the head there that apparently they want for some reason. So we're going to get IG's head. Maybe, you know, that's fine. We need another mech suit, right? Well, come on. We know the reason. We know the reason. It's the one part we couldn't find of IG. No, I know. I know. I know. We we finally we finally fulfilled that uh, that random side quest in Skyrim. <laughs> yes, and the other side quest the we activate our radiant quests with uh, Mando just being like, eh, I'll just kind of not work for the New Republic. It's fine. Yeah, I'm an independent contractor. Exactly. You'll pay me directly somehow. Explain yeah. to me how that works. <laughs> yeah, but we do have IG Eleven back, and he's gonna effectively protect the town on navarro and everything so that's kind of cool and then we we just have mando chilling out at his little plot of land you know they've got a little frog yeah, pond he's uh his little uh lars home you know it's uh very tiny, very tiny. it is a little tiny i was kind of called out much. grief it's like out of i will you know i'm not gonna lie if grief's that good of friends like dude how much have I done for you? You're gonna give me this piece of property? Like, come well, on, man. Well, look, man. It might it's have like some stuff underground. Feet. You know, maybe there's, yeah, I guess. maybe there's an underground, you know, big old man cave. I mean, yeah, sure. He maybe. gave him a nice, uh, nice bottle of wine. Maybe there's an entire wine cellar down there. He's just getting, getting crunk. Maybe, maybe, maybe Din has his own bourbon podcast. <laughs> Maybe he does. But that is where we leave By off. The way, I'm just gonna, yeah, go ahead. I'm just going to throw it out there. Ending would have been better if Grogu ate the frog. <laughs> it would have been, been better. It would have been better. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, this is where we leave it, though. That That is, that's the end. We do a lot of uh, little wrap-ups and everything. And then, you know, now we're, we're at the end. Um, there are maybe two or three things I want to just sort of post discuss. One of them you had already mentioned post credit scene. 
So I remember when this episode came out, there were a lot of people that were upset that there wasn't a post credit scene because people were expecting a setup for season three and they were expecting something with Thrawn. That's what I, that's kind of what I had, you know, or seen from people is they wanted some little Thrawn thing. I mean, nothing. Yeah. Understandable. Completely understandable. Personally. Did get our tie-ins though. And how much do we really need? Yeah. Just personally for me, because we figure that's what Ahsoka is going to be about. I didn't expect anything. And this isn't freaking Marvel. You know, well, it's cool. That, we don't have the to have character these that we can. T- no, and Bo's the only character we can really tie in at this point. And we don't need to do that. We just tie yep. that in when the show starts. You know? Yeah, exactly. That simple. Yeah. Now, you did kind of mention Bo there, and there, there was something. I don't remember where I read it, and I don't remember if it was really reliable or not, but there were some thoughts floating around that maybe – if we're going to do another season of this, that it won't be Mando specific. It'll be more bow specific, you know, maybe passing the torch on. And it's just, it is the Mandalorian, but it's just another Mandalorian. Yeah. It's just not about only did, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's very set up in a way that, uh, Din can kind of, uh, conclude his story in this episode. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I. I don't know if I see that happening, but they've certainly uh, tied up a lot of loose ends with this season. Yeah. They've concluded a lot of arcs. I'm not completely convinced that Moff Gideon is dead, uh, because quite frankly, we don't see the body, and it's just how it goes with a main villain like Gideon. I mean. Who's say he couldn't have survived? It's completely possible in the world of Star Wars that he could have just been burnt really badly, thrown into Bacta, and then he gets a suit. It's <laughs> totally possible. Right. But most of it is uh, a lot of loose ends tied up. So I think we're going to see a pretty decent-sized break in Mando. Well, so here, here's the we'll thing. we'll have a couple years. Well, here's the thing. So... It's already been confirmed there's going to be a season four. And I just was real quick looking right, it back no up. No and when. That'll well, happen. so um, apparently the season's already been written. So, it really? lo- again, just by like just some general looking, might have completed like at least some initial script writing uh, already. And I think, again, just judging by a few articles that I'm kind of quickly skimming here, uh, I think the original plan might have been to start rolling around like filming September, October this year. But it also looks like it might be pushed back. So maybe November, maybe the end of the year. But it does look like we will certainly get that. And there's a lot of speculation that we'll get more of um, of uh, uh, Keller and Beck's character. So maybe mm-hmm. some more of that. I don't know. Flashback, perhaps. 
Mm-hmm. But apparent, but yeah, I mean, there is a confirmed season four, so there will be a season four. Now, what that yeah. looks like, kind of tough, tough to say at this point, because I'm not really yeah. finding anything obviously very solid. But I, I, I guess, I guess I, 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 I wanted to relay back to this initial thing where we're talking about like, would maybe another season be less Mando, more Bo? Because part of the the article that I read, and I don't know, again, I don't really remember where I, I found that at, but the feeling was is that maybe it was more on Pedro Pascal, where he's like, yeah, maybe it's just time to like move on. Because like he, he's pretty in demand right now. He's been doing a lot of different, yeah. you know, different uh, yeah, pieces I mean, of media. Yeah, Last of Us is going to wrap up for him in the next season, obviously, but there's still a lot for him to do. Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of demand, like you said. He's a pretty hot actor at this point. So, well, and the thing is, a chance they might just. Yeah. No, I'm listening. No, uh, the thing is, is he's not really even there every time. He's not no, under he's the suit actor. all the time. He he's is sometimes, but not like all the time. So well, and we didn't even see his face this season. So I mean, correct. That could be because I, obviously with last of us being around the same time, I'm sure his schedule was pretty crazy, but um, yeah, it, it is interesting how little we saw of him in this episode, in this series. Yeah. Eh, season. So I think that either we pass the torch in the next season or he doubles down and we start uh, removing the helmet more often. Absolutely. You now, if he's going to be around Bo more, <laughs> it's going to be more acceptable for him to do that. And the armor is kind of uh, opening up the idea of that because she's essentially saying, well, if we're going to be one Mandalore, we need to learn to live together. And maybe Din decides that that's not his way. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, one thing we also have to bear in mind, too, is that there is still a current writer's strike. So you can't move forward with a lot of this kind of stuff because that's going on. It does halt a lot of television. So just again, quick skimming looks like maybe like fall 2024 is at like the uh, maybe the earliest we're going to start seeing another Mandalorian. So you got a little while until that um until that comes back. But a lot of speculations out there. We'll kind of see what it looks like, but I would be cool if we just got back to a, you know, bounty hunter stuff, like protecting and serving the galaxy. I don't, I think that that's still a cool line of story you could do. It is, (laughs) you know, I don't know why, but uh, this is, Stupid, I know, but uh, I I was thinking the only thing that would have made the episode better is, and, and it couldn't happen. I know this is gonna piss some people off because there's still people who don't like her. If Gina Carano's character just randomly shows back up, it's like, hey, you know, we figured everything out, got hired back on, and part of the adventures again. So we're gonna get back to basics from season one. I don't know. I think that would be a cool rotation where we just kind of get back to the basic mercenary stuff a little bit more adventuring and get your cast characters but i don't know there's a lot of directions they can go with it so it we'll have to wait and see agreed 
<clears throat> Agreed. And we we will. We will indeed see at yeah. some point. But hey, we down uh, the road. We will definitely see more of here soon. Just a fair reminder for everyone before we get into our review. We are coming up on Ahsoka. That is uh, yep. less than a month away. <clears throat> Pretty exciting. It sure is. It seems like uh, that has been. Seems like we've been waiting forever for that too. So I I'm know. Very hopeful yet skeptical of it because like there's been a lot of hype a lot of hype a lot of setup and you know one of our favorite parts of star wars is kind of on the line with this series so it's very important to get it right yep agreed it'll, it'll be it'll be very f- interesting to see what we do with that and i mean honestly we have so much back you know backlogged crap that we haven't even you know, started on, we, we, you know, we still have a lot that can be talked about, but it will certainly be interesting to see once we get there and, uh, we'll get there. Oh, when we get there. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Well, man, anything else you want to talk about before we go ahead and just get into a rating? Now I'm ready to get into it. Let's go. Sick. Rate it and tell everybody why. So, man, uh, I wish I would have uh, watched the other two finales again before watching this, just to kind of compare them both. Um, obviously, I'm just going to start it with this. You can't beat Luke. <clears throat> there, there is no sure. episode that's ever going to beat that for me. It's 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 pinnacle. Um, so it's never going to be the highest one, and I don't remember my ranking for that, so we're not even going to get into that. But uh, I did have a few issues with this episode. The choreography was really well done, but the lack of realism in some of the fight scenes, I'm sorry, maybe I'm being picky, but we had already kind of touched on it. The flamethrowers. I kind of had an issue with the flamethrowers in this this episode. They were very inconsistent. If nobody was affected by them, I'd be okay with it. When two people seemingly having the same set of armor are affected drastically different by it. I do kind of have an issue with it. So that was kind of a blemish on it. Um, Honestly, that's probably my biggest issue with the entire episode. Um, The fights were really cool. We had some, you know, some knockout, dragout brawls between Mando and a couple of... uh, Stormtroopers a couple times. Very reminiscent of our prison episode, and I really liked that. Um, we had some neat scenes with uh, Grogu, you know, getting to play with our mech suit again. That was entertaining. Uh, the fights with Bo's crew were epic. They were awesome. Again, some inconsistencies with Wolf's character seemingly surviving the vacuum of space and... The destruction of the ship, yeah. Suspend belief for that, I guess. Sure, we'll, we'll go there. But uh, both scenes were awesome. Our fights were cool. This episode seemed like something that would have like fit perfectly in an episode of Clone Wars or Rebels, which I really liked because that's something that we really don't see to scale in live action very often in Star Wars. Um, so epic scenes, epic conclusion to Moff Gideon. I'm not 100% convinced he's dead, but he probably is, so we'll just move on. Uh, it's a short episode. We had a couple of really awesome scenes, but just not a huge amount. 
of revelation or uh, big changes. We just kind of get this big final fight and everyone's good. And we settle down and it seems just like the end of the series in a way, which is kind of odd, especially since you mentioned that we have a next season announced. So the episode is good, really good. But I don't know if we were 100% sure where we were going with it. So that's kind of, there's a bit of a block for me with that. And I can't really throw it into the nines because of that. So I'll put it in 8.9. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so IMDb has it at an 8.5. 8.5 current. Um, and the finale of season two was scored IMDb wise at a 9.8. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think when we get into retrospective land, I think that there's some different things to talk about. But off the bat, I would say, you know, in a way, this season could be labeled as a little bit of a disappointment in terms of, well, if we're just looking at it versus season two, which had a massive amount of, uh, you know, just great stuff in it. You know what I mean? And even the beginning, uh, you know, our, our first season just being what it was, you know, new and different and all that stuff. The episode itself, I think, was fine. You know, I, I don't know that, you know, love it or hate it, it was fine. There was some good epic stuff in there. Like you said, the <clears throat> the choreography was really nice. I, I had a great time watching the 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 fight scenes were fun, despite some of the disbelief stuff. The <clears throat> you know final battle, so to speak, was a lot of fun. At least I I, th- I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, Final confrontation with Gideon was good. The Grogu force bubble was nice. Neatly wrapped up at the end so you could totally just shut this down now. Um, But I I don't know if I necessarily had like the warm and fuzzies about it as much. Still a a really, really good episode in, in comparison to some of the other ones we've seen this season. But... It's, um, you know, you'd mentioned Clone Wars. And this just feels like a really good episode of Clone Wars, but not like a great episode of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And for that, I don't think we, I don't know. I, we really should write this down like professionals. I don't think we've written, <laughs> we've rated anything at a nine this season, have we? Uh, I think we had one episode we rated it at nine. Did we? Maybe. I don't know. 
Okay. Maybe we put it close to an 8.9 like I did. I don't okay. know. I'd have to double check. Well, nobody else has. <laughs> nobody else yeah. has. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of sucks because it, I, I don't know. I It's just, it's different. It's not bad. I, I, there was a lot to like here. There was a lot to like in this episode. But, you know, in terms of like, setting up a next season or being revolutionary. It, it wasn't really, it wasn't, it was, it was good. It was a very good, solid episode. Um, probably better. Was it the best of the season? Maybe, but was it better than several episodes of season two or some episodes of season one? I don't think so. And that's, that's tough. Your finale is when you're really supposed to punch us. Um, I think I'm I'm gonna probably settle around where I was thinking about when I came in and just give it an eight point six. Um, good, solid, okay. nowhere near as good as last season's season finale, but it was good. It was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I have to say, if any shows really have stood out lately. Mando's definitely dropped a bit for me. Um, yeah. Clearly they put more effort into Andor, I, th- I think, than Mando this go around, yeah. which I'm fine with. I share the love. But, um, yeah, I, not every season of Mando has to be this just amazing epic tale. I'm fine with the show just being really good. So I'm not going to be super critical of it, but it's definitely not season two. And quite frankly, I don't think you can beat season two. I don't think they'll put the effort into affecting lore enough to make anything better than season two. Agreed. Right, that that was a huge change in, well, not change, a huge addition to Star Wars lore. Very established lore, you know, when you bring Luke in and everything. Yep. So... Yeah, I, I don't fault it for that, but uh, it was just good. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. All right, man. Well, we are, I suppose, at that time where we're going to wind her down. So anything else we need to say to the folks before we bounce out of here? No, I think we is good. All right. Well, uh, hopefully you enjoyed our run through of the Mandalorian season three. Obviously we'll get a retrospective of the entire season out at some point, And then we will have to decide on what we're doing next. You know, whatever that might be, there's still a lot of media. So obviously if there's something you would like, uh, you know, maybe us to discuss, feel free to reach out social media at TC plan podcast, or just send us a good old fashioned email to TC plan podcast, gmail.com. And we'll be sure to uh, take a look. Might not talk about it, but we will look at least maybe anyway, y'all we do hope that uh, everything's going good in your world and y'all have a good rest of your week. And as always, may the force be with you.